Well, thank you, everybody, and thank you for being on the call today. Uh, and we're uh, in this room on the traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh peoples, and thank them for allowing us to meet today on their territories. Today, we're uh, pleased to announce our government is taking action to protect the Silver Daisy watershed on the BC side of the Skagit River Valley from logging. Effective immediately, BC timber sales will no longer award timber licenses in the Silver Daisy area. Under the previous government, a timber sale license was awarded for the Silver Daisy area in 2015, allowing commercial forest harvesting to occur in the area. Timber harvesting under this license has now ended and no future licenses will be awarded by BC timber sales. This will ensure no additional commercial forest harvesting occurs in that area. Individuals and groups on both sides of the border have expressed concerns that logging should stop in the Silver Daisy and we're responding to those concerns. While we are committed to conserving the environment for future generations, we also need to protect forestry jobs as well. To do, to do this, we've been working with the Ministry of Environment and Climate Change Strategy to secure access to new harvest areas within the Fraser Timber Supply Area. There are a number of areas uh, within the existing Fraser Timber Supply Area that we are assess, uh, assessing and no decisions have been made yet. What I can tell you is that the new areas will replace the existing BC Timber Sales Harvest Area in the Silver Daisy. And finally, I just want to say this is a, a significant step in addressing a lingering issue. It's a unique situation where this is an area surrounded by provincial parks in an international watershed, and we as government are, uh, are very pleased to be taking action at this time. I've been very happy to work with uh, Minister George Heyman uh, to bring us to this decision today. Thanks. Thank you. I'm George Heyman, Minister of Environment and Climate Change Strategy, and we're also joined on this call uh, by Joe Foy of the Wilderness Committee and Tom Curley of the Skagit Environmental Endowment Commission. Today is a great day for the Skagit River Valley and the Silver Daisy watershed. Over three decades ago, there was clear intent on uh, the part of uh, people on both sides of the border and the provincial government as well as uh, Washington State that once the issue of mineral tenures was resolved, the donut hole, the Silver Daisy area in the middle of, uh, of the important uh, Skagit River uh, Valley and, uh, and the parks be returned to park status. Somewhere along the line, as uh, Minister Donaldson has pointed out, there was a, a lapse in corporate memory. Uh, we're restoring that today by sticking with the original intent of uh, people three decades and more ago. It's a turning point. It's an important step in recognition of a tremendously ecologically rich and diverse ecosystem that's important to people on both sides of the border. By prohibiting further forest harvesting in the area, we're contributing to the long-term protection of the watershed, supporting the diversity of fish and wildlife species, and the integrity of E.C. Manning and Skagit Valley Parks. The Silver Daisy area is a critical wildlife corridor and foraging habitat for grizzly bear, wolverine, and other species. 33% of the area is currently protected by old growth management areas and wildlife habitat areas to provide long-term spotted owl habitat and protection for other species at risk. But today's action will conserve the entire package and one of the last remaining intact old growth valleys, the connection of wildlife corridors. Uh, we've heard the voices of indigenous peoples. 
We've heard the voices of people on both sides of the border, from the Commission, from environmental organizations like the Wilderness Committee. Uh, today supports the Skagit Environmental Endowment Commission and their bigger vision for the Skagit River Valley and restoring ecological integrity to the area. Uh, we share the commitment with Washington to protect this important natural legacy. I want to thank all of those, uh, whether on the Commission, whether in environmental organizations, First Nations or neighboring communities who've urged this day to come. Today belongs to you. Thank you. Uh, Tom Curley from the Skagit Environment Endowment Commission. Thank you very much for this opportunity to join you today for this important announcement. Skagit Environment Endowment Commission was created through the High Ross Treaty, a bilateral treaty between Canada and the United States with its assigned stewardship given to British Columbia and the City of Seattle. Commissioners' articulated responsibilities contained within the treaty include the conservation and protection of wildlife and the habitat they enjoy enhance recreational opportunities in the Skagit Valley, and the acquisition of mineral and ten timber rights consistent with the conservation and recreational purposes. Through the distributions from endowment funds contributed by both British Columbia and the City of Seattle, the Commission facilitates these objectives by partnering with varying private and public interests and organizations, including BC Parks and the U.S. National Park Service. The work by the Commission and our partners include maintaining the ecological integrity of the Upper Skagit watershed, which supports a large and diverse ecosystem with important fish and wildlife populations. This transitional bio-geoclimate bio, um, bio zone creates critical habitat for several unique species and species at risk, including western spotted owl, grizzly bear, and trout. Moreover, due to its transboundary geoclimate, geography, this watershed provides critical corridors for all species, many of which have varying designations of conservation status in both the United States and Canada. At present, several species are at risk and recognized under the Canada Species at Risk Act that have been documented in or adjacent to this area. The Skagit River supports the largest populations of threatened steelhead and Chihonok salmon in the Puget Sound and the largest run of chum salmon in the United States. These fish are critical food sources for the southern resident killer whales and are critical and central to the culture and integrity of several tribes, both in the United States and Canada, who have treaty rights to these important resources. Additionally, the Upper Skagit watershed is also a historical corridor for a gathering place for Indigenous peoples. The Upper Skagit encompasses traditional and unceded territories of First Nations in Canada and tribes in Washington State. When the Skagit Provincial Park was established in 1989, the donut hole lands were excluded because they contained the giant copper mineral claims, which are now owned by Imperial Metals. The Commission has been working to acquire these rights to ensure the preservation of this area as it is a vital part of the ecosystem at the headwaters of the Skagit River watershed. We are therefore very encouraged by this announcement by, by, by the Honourable Ministers and by the commitment the British Columbia government is making here today. We are also very grateful for the funds the Government of British Columbia has provided to the Commission to further our objectives regarding this area. We look forward to continuing our partnership with British Columbia Government and the City of Seattle to promote the protection of this important area for the citizens to enjoy for generations to come. Thank you very much, Ministers. So hi, my name is Joel Foy. I'm Protected Areas uh, Campaigner uh, for the Wilderness Committee and I am 
very happy, over the moon, in fact, uh, with this uh, decision by the two ministers uh, to uh, remove uh, the threat of logging uh, from the 5,800 hectare uh, donut hole area. And this is why, since 2004, I and the Wilderness Committee, in fact, many environmental groups, citizens, uh, uh, First Nations have been working uh, to get the threat of logging uh, out of this uh, very beautiful area. So that's 15 years. And so uh, this is an extraordinarily important uh, announcement and decision. What it does is it keeps in place uh, some uh, very important uh, uh, wilderness uh, and wildlife and landscapes, while the issue of resolving the mineral tenure, which is in the middle of Manning and Skagit Parks, gets gets done, and we can see this this area protected in a way that meets uh, the needs of the provincial government, but also uh, the needs of the governments of the First Nations uh, in the in the area. Within the donut hole are some very rare landscapes, and I would draw attention to the Silver Daisy uh, watershed, which has had some uh, old mining activity in it, but essentially is an unlogged valley, which uh, people that uh, will understand that's a very rare uh, uh, landscape now in the, uh, in the lower mainland, as well as 26 Mile Valley, another extremely rare intact uh, watershed. Uh, with old growth forests, both have been designated as spotted owl, uh, protected spotted owl habitat. Both are at the center of the of the uh, uh, prime area for grizzly recovery in the province. So, what this uh, does is it removes uh, a long-standing uh, threat to the area and preserves an opportunity uh, to protect another uh, piece of the of the uh, of the Skagit watershed. It's uh, great news for all the people of British Columbia, and in particular, all the people that love uh, Skagit and Manning Provincial Parks. Uh, Manning, in particular, our most popular provincial park in the province. Thank you, ministers. Thank you all. We will now open the lines for questions. I would request the media to ask one question and one follow-up, and it would be really helpful if you would indicate who the question is addressed to. I would also request the <coughs> to keep your questions clear and on topic if possible. Thank you. Are there any questions at this point? All right. So um, first question comes from uh, Laura Kane from the Canadian Press. Please go ahead. Hi. 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 This question is for Doug Donaldson, Forest Minister. So you're working to replace um, the forest, the timber that would be lost by protecting this area. But in the meantime, uh, how will this affect BC's shortage of timber? Yes, uh, you're right on that, Laura. Uh, thanks for the question, by the way. Uh, we, um, we are working to uh, replace uh, the uh, overall 600 hectares of, uh, of volume uh, area that is uh, now not going to be uh, logged within the Silver Daisy. Uh, the immediate impact is that we had one uh, BC uh, timber sale planned uh, for 67,000 cubic meters. So uh, that's a pretty small amount of volume in the overall picture. Uh, we don't anticipate it will have any uh, immediate uh, impact on jobs in the uh, Fraser timber supply area or any of the uh, nearby communities. 
Laura, do you have a follow-up on this? I do. I'm just wondering, when the previous government sold a license, did they sell it to a particular company? And did that company actually harvest? And if so, how much damage was done to the area? Uh, well, the uh, previous sale was advertised. There was a, <clears throat> a winning bid. Uh, that uh, contractor did uh, harvest uh, a volume. I can get you the exact amount, but I believe it was in the range of 60,000 cubic meters. Uh, and so um, there were existing roads that were uh, from previous um, activities, as uh, alluded to earlier by uh, the speakers, uh, a mining activity in previous times. And so those roads were uh, used, uh, brought up to standard by that contractor. Uh, timber harvesting occurred, uh, but again, it was a, a fairly small, small volume. And um, overall, I should point out that uh, the Skagit watershed represents only about 3% of the uh, silver, um, the, or the silver daisy portion of the Skagit watershed represents only about 3% of the Silver Daisy area and only 0.3% of the Canadian portion of the Skagit watershed by area. So uh, I would say that uh, the harvesting was done according to BC practices, which uh, uh, take into account uh, multiple factors uh, that are on the landscape, and it was done in a, in a way that um, uh, did not damage uh, habitat that we're uh, concerned about for other reasons. But again, that was a, a, a small sale that... Uh, that was complete and uh, no longer will uh, timber sales through BCTS be awarded in that area. Thank you. Could we have the next question, please? Yes. Um, next question comes from um, Christopher Polan from the Narwhal. Please go ahead. Hi. This, it's Chris Polan. I'm writing a story for the Narwhal about this. Um, I have a question for Tom Curley. Um, and is uh, and this the Silver Daisy announcement's good news. I, I wanted to find out if um, negotiations are ongoing with the Commission and Imperial Metals to attempt to buy those claims and get the issue of mineral ten tenures solved in the uh, in the donut hole. Thank you for the question. We're working diligently to uh, to accomplish that, um, and uh, we'll continue to do so. Is there a follow-up to this, Christopher? Yeah, um, I, I guess uh, for Joe Foy, I would ask, um, Joe, what do you think should be done with those mineral tenures moving forward? What, what's the best-case scenario for, uh, for Wilderness Committee as far as those claims go? As far as the claims go, we're looking forward to uh, sort of a willing seller, willing buyer scenario. We'd like to see those uh, naturally, as I think a lot of people would resolve as soon as possible, so we can get on to the next phase, which is the provincial government and the First Nations governments uh, working together to get the area protected. Thank you. Do we have any more questions at this point? Uh, we don't have any other questions in the queue at this point. Um, just to remind everyone to ask a question, it's star one. That's it. Thank you all for participating. This will be a wrap-up. Thank you. Thanks so much. Can we get a quick